You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. Wayne Barnes shows a red card to the touchline. Sam Kane, head in his hands. High tackle. The All Black skipper sent off. Rugby referee Wayne Barnes has announced his retirement after a career spanning 17 years and a record 111 test matches, including officiating at five Rugby World Cups. The announcement came five days after he officiated the 2023 World Cup final between New Zealand and South Africa, following which he was reportedly the subject of death threats. Wayne Barnes cited family reasons for his decision but says he'll now work to ensure referees receive adequate support amid such pressures. New Zealand Rugby's high performance referee manager is Chris Pollock who joins us now. Chris, thanks for your time. First of all, how do you assess the elite refereeing career of Wayne Barnes? Oh, He's definitely one of the best we've ever seen. Um, as you alluded to, he's had a long career um, and just, it's really sad the way it's ending for him because he has been such a, a great ambassador for refereeing and, and done such a great job over a long period of time. Like I, I put him up there with Nigel Owen. Everybody talks about Nigel as being one of the best we've ever seen and I think Bunzi is in that same boat. What made him so good? Um, I think it's like anything in life. Like The more you generally do it, something you, you get comfortable, you get better at it. He, he was very comfortable in his own skin. Um, he knew what worked for him and what didn't. And he went through some pretty tough times early in his career, and I think that really made him um, understanding exactly, like I said, like what uh, his processes were through, through trial and error. I think, I think that's what you learn in refereeing. It's really difficult. It's not like playing. You can't grab duty guys every week and have a practice before you get into... Saturday game, you're doing all your learning um, in the game per se, so it does take a bit of time, um, and he's definitely done his, done his time. We often uh, talk about players developing over their careers. Do you believe that referees, Wayne Barnes, and others develop uh, over their careers, and, and is that noticeable for, for someone like you to see? Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I don't think there's, there's any coincidence that the guys that go and survive at a certain level for the longest period of time, end up becoming the best at, at their craft. Because, like I said, the only way you learn generally in refereeing is through experience. So you go through a bit of a hard time, you take a step back, you reflect on the mistakes you've made. Okay, what would I do differently next time? And rugby is such a complex game to officiate. It's, it's very, very challenging. Um, a game's not black and white. There's plenty of grey in it. And I think we love the fact that there's a lot of grey in rugby. But it also causes um, a few issues amongst our fans. Indeed it does. And in the announcement of his retirement, Wayne Barnes said, and I'll quote here, online abuse and threats have become far too regular for those involved in the game. Chris, how big an issue is this? Uh, it's a massive issue. I mean, it's like, I mean, social media is a big issue in society, full stop. It's very easy for people to sit behind a keyboard make comments and you don't actually have to front up to that person face to face. If you go back 15, 20 years before social media was around there was a lot less abuse. It's not strong enough to do it face to face and they find it very easy to sit there and type something and, and then push send 
and not have to deal with the consequences of, of what they've just said. How, this is a silly question, I'm sure, because if we knew the answer, we'd be able to improve it straight away. But how can this situation be improved? Uh, it's, a, it's a great question, Piney, because I, I don't think there is an easy answer. Yet, like we're relying on people to be good human beings, you know. And, and but having said that, I, I also empathise with people. Like you, you become very emotionally invested in the team you're supporting, and. Rightly or wrongly, sometimes when things go wrong, you, you, you get emotional. So people don't have control of their own emotions. That's when they start to spot out and start to make these kind of uh, statements on social media and things like that. And my, my um, belief is that most people are good people, you know, and I think in the cold light of day, they take a step back and, and would probably reflect on it and go, geez, that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do in the moment. But sometimes it's actually hard to control yourself. How much of a, t- a deterrent is the abuse that referees get at all levels to attracting new referees to the game of rugby? I've spoken uh, with you about this before, Pony. It's, it's, it's a real challenge because if you think about we've got a guy who over his career has become the best in the world and before the World Cup final, everybody was pretty much saying he's the right man for the job and I still believe he was the right man for the job and... I think he did a, a really good job in his own um, role clarity. You know, so when someone as good as him is getting abuse and then we're looking to try and attract people to refereeing and they see what's happening, they're going, do I really want to be a part of that? And at the end of the day, most people pick up refereeing because they want to be part of the game. You know, so if they're not turning up on a Saturday enjoying themselves and instead getting abused by parents on the sideline because they can't control themselves emotionally, they're just going to walk away. And what that's going to mean is we're just going to have less and less referees, which has a massive impact on whether our kids or, or at any level of the game, people can play it. Anecdotally, is it as much about the impact that it has on those around you as it has on the referee himself or herself because often you you see referees and they seem to have a thick skin and they can probably and they even come out and say look I'm okay with this I can take some of the um you know some of the stuff that's thrown my way but it's having an impact on my wife on my kids on my family anecdotally is that is that as big an issue here Chris? Yeah I think so and and like when you say people sit there and say I've got a thick skin I can take it we are all human and we're all emotional so when people say that, I, I don't buy into it. I, I, it still affects people. Like, and if I think back during my career, whenever I kind of got abused, it's easy to put up that barrier, but deep down inside, it stings. You know, and then the hard part is, is your family because they, they're not used to it um, and they haven't signed up for it. Like, when you become a professional referee, you don't sign up to be abused, but you do know that potentially your performances are going to be scrutinised pretty heavily. My family never signed up for that. Barnsley's family's never signed up for that. So when when his wife Polly and, and his kids are sitting in the stadium and people are abusing Wayne the way that they obviously have, that's pretty hard for them to take. Same on a Saturday. Like if, if someone's refereeing at, at a local park and the, the, the wife or the partner of the referee's there and they're there to support them and somebody is abusing that person, that's... that's very challenging for them to take. 
Yeah, you can understand why people just say, you know what, I, I, I can't be bothered anymore. I mean, Wayne Barnes, for example, has decided to pull the pin. He could have gone on, couldn't he? From what you said before, Polly, you know, he's he's obviously improving as a referee. Had he wanted to carry on uh, and and his body was willing, he he probably could have, couldn't he? One hundred, yeah, one hundred percent. And it's it's so I've already said this. It's so sad for a guy who has achieved as much as what he has in the game that he's kind of walk out and finish on this note because he doesn't deserve it. You know, like um, yeah. So. I, uh, and, but he could have. He definitely could have carried on for another three or four years, gone for another World Cup and keep going. But he's just obviously got to the point where he's gone, um, enough's enough. I mean, I think he was making that decision to retire regardless, but it's not a great way to finish. No. I, I agree with you. I thought he had a pretty good game in the final. Um, there's been quite a bit of talk about the TMO, obviously. Do you think that needs addressing in the, in the, in the lessons that are taken from the Rugby World Cup? What's your view on that? Yeah, look, I mean, like we have to take a step back and look at our game. Um, and at the moment, it's probably, well, not probably, it's a two-stop start. So we, we have to take responsibility for some of that as match officials. But we've also got to sit down with everybody involved in the game and go, how do we all play our part to make sure rugby is more of a spectacle? It's, it's more free-flowing, but we're still getting the critical things that matter. We can't walk away from player safety. Like, that's non-negotiable. So we've got to work out, well, how do we still look after player safety without making our game so stop-start? And I think in Super Rugby, we, we, we made a big shift this year and we feel like we got some really good progress there. So it's just a matter of the right people getting in the room and sitting down and going, what does it need to look like and how do we go forward? Because... Like I'm talking to a lot of my friends that are going, mate, I've had enough of rugby, it's a two-stop start. And like we we agree, so we, we've just got to make sure we, we get in the room and, and try to solve this. I mean, I, I don't think getting rid of the TMO completely is the answer. Like We, we need to have the technologies there. We just have to use it um, smartly. Do you have confidence the right people can get around the right table in the right room? I do, yep. Um, I do, especially, I think, for um, within our competitions going forward. And then we just need to sit down with the, the, with World Rugby and try to talk through that, that process. And I think everybody does want to see rugby continue to, continue to grow. Um, it's going to be challenging, but like, we've got to put the game first. Indeed. And just before you go, um, the Kiwi officials at the Rugby World Cup, in particular Ben O'Keefe, how, how did you assess how they went? Uh, really, really happy with how our guys went. Um, have you said to us at the beginning of the tournament we were going to have four match officials on um, a quarter final, and then um, three of them involved in a semi, understanding that the fourth had already gone home? We would have absolutely taken that. And I thought Ben's performances, especially when he goes into a quarter final, and probably the pressure that came with that game, and you know, like you always know between France and South Africa. Whoever lost that game, there was going to be some some feedback, and I thought he handled that really, really well to then back up and put out the performance that he did in the semi final. Um, it shows how mentally strong he is, um, and I spoke to him today. Um, he, he said he's learned some massive lessons even out of those two games, and he's so excited about you know to put some of that stuff into practice going into. 
the next four years cycle. So when he gets to a World Cup in four years' time, he's going to be that much better. And that's the kind of thing that we've just talked about with Wayne, is that's the experience you can't buy. You've got to go through it. Um, Ben's gone through that, and he'll be a, he'll be a much better referee for it. Terrific, Chris. You've given us uh, plenty of food for thought, mate. Thanks uh, for joining us this afternoon. Let's hope that there is light at the end of a couple of tunnels we've talked about and uh, and things improve. I really appreciate your time. Well, pleasure for any time. Good on you, mate. Thanks indeed. That's Chris Pollock, New Zealand Rugby's high-performance referee manager. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.